In Sex After, we are getting raw and honest about the most challenging aspects of sex, intimacy, and relationships after seismic change. This is Amy Marks. We're having intimate and unfiltered conversations with people who've been through life-altering experiences, and I'm finding out what sex and intimacy are like for them in the after. We're getting naked physically and getting naked emotionally. This is Sex After. I am so looking forward to talking with Blythe and Kesley Howard, who were the founders of the Chemo Queens. The Chemo Queens are dedicated to empowering and supporting those with cancer by providing the tools, resources, and community that you need to navigate this journey. They are committed to making a meaningful difference in the lives of those affected by cancer and its treatment. Their mission is to ensure that you never face this journey alone and that you have all the resources and support that you need to emerge stronger, sexier, and more uplifted while still maintaining an aspirational lifestyle. Kesley and Blythe are sisters and they are extremely close to each other. In 2021, at the age of 37, Kesley was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer. And because she was so young, she had to jump through hoops to get a mammogram. She was denied the first time, which is we will get into and discussing on this episode because that is that just should never happen. While Kesley's journey with cancer was ending, Blythe's was just beginning. Blythe was diagnosed with stage two ovarian cancer in early December, 2022. And all of January, Blythe focused on healing while simultaneously working multiple jobs. You might recognize Blythe from her many, many roles in TV, film, and television commercials. I am so excited to be sitting down and speaking with them. And I'm so grateful that they said yes to come on to Sex After. I'm going to consider this a rebirth. It's like a chance to do things differently. And not that like everything we've done leading up to this led to cancer. You know, that's another part of it. Like this like glimmer of shame that comes with this. You know what I mean? People look at you like, oh, you didn't eat the fruit. You didn't do the sea moss. You know what I mean? It's like, I've been doing that. Oh, the sea moss. Oh, I know. You need to go vegan. It's all about sea moss. Oh, I know. I, I actually had people say that to me and, yeah. and I totally want to get to your whole thing about what you don't say to a person right. going through it. Like they would say things to me like, well, did you have a lot of anger? I want to go, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. are, you, are, you, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, did you just say that? So right. the CMOS thing. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing, the whole thing. Yeah. So it's just like the, the rebirth was just, yeah. When you said that, I literally said that. And uh, I, I love that. I love that idea. It's true, but it is very, very fresh. I think I just saw my oncologist a couple of weeks ago uh, because I'm like, I feel like I'm in this, I don't know, paranoia stage where I'm like, is it, is it, am I, am I good though? Like, they're like, oh, you're good. The test came back, but you're good. It's like, but am I though? <laughs> you know, let's make sure. I know, so, I know. How long is it for you, Blythe? Um, I rang the bell in June 27th and it's crazy because my, facility um didn't have they don't do the bell thing um so kesley (laughs) bought me a bell and then she she had a bunch of my friends surprise me outside the facility and they're all like yeah ringing bells and yeah i love that (laughs) i love that it was really special yeah it was and how um so you're both brocco one did you test for brocco one after kesley was diagnosed like or is that when you decided to do the testing yeah and I I I wanted to do it as soon as she was diagnosed but then I was like I just don't want to know I think it was something we were running from kind of or not even thinking about we just didn't think it was gonna be our story although on our dad's side I mean that gene runs deep every single woman on that side of the family has been affected by cancer so but we just, again, never thought it was going to be our story until it was. And so it's like, okay, let me just like make sure yeah. just in case. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And then it's the question of you find out what do you do? Like my my mother died of cancer at 51. I was a mm-hmm. teenager. And years later, it was uh, talking about the BRCA. And I didn't do it. Everyone's like, you're going to do it? I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Because the same thing, I was like, I, I don't want to know I mean that was you know my choice maybe not the best choice but I was like because I don't know what I'm going to do with that information right I mean it's like you almost think had I been diagnosed 
five years ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, could I have been able to be in the physical, mental state that I am now to be able to handle it? There's no fucking way. No way. There's no way. That's right. I was so not ready to take this on. And now it's like, wow, I'm even more powerful than I was before. It just, there's the strength that comes after going through something like this that you never even knew. First of all, to get through it. One thousand percent. Yeah. And then afterwards, it's like, okay, bitch, let's live. Yeah. I, I Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the power and the after. Okay, bitch, let's live. I want that on a t-shirt. I, 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 I couldn't make t-shirts that say, okay, bitch, let's live. I love that. I love it's, that. So talk to yeah. me about the after and talk to me because you guys founded something that I think is incredible. And let's start there. Tell me about the Chemo Queens. Best name ever. Tell me about the Chemo Queens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I was going through it, it was so, I, I love to travel. Mm-hmm. And I was scouring the internet and weeding through, oh, triple negative breast cancer, the most negative, you know, life expectancy, all that. I, I waded through it, weeded through it. And, um, I tried to find like a travel guide of navigating Hmm. cancer. That's a great way to put it. Nothing really existed. There were so many different blogs that I read. I went on Pinterest. I went on Instagram, searched the hashtags and collected it all. But nothing was like, here's one stop shop of where where I can get everything that I need. Um, Can I ask you a question? Do you think it's different as young black women? Do you think the medical community is, 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 is it, is it different? Well, I mean, I think so. But for me personally, when I, cause I opted in for cold capping, I was able to see, I want to talk about that too with yeah. cold capping, but there was n- nothing for black hair. Yeah. Really. Uh, and the studies that they've done, there was nothing for black women. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, I, this is a, I have to just go with my own tuition, intuition on, on some of these things. As Can you explain like what cold capping is? Because I'm sure people, a lot of people don't know what that is. Yeah, so cold capping is basically, uh, there's a, multiple different systems, but cold capping and then scalp cooling, right? I opted in for cold capping and basically like blocks of ice uh, that are on top of your head is basically freezing the hair follicles so the chemo drug doesn't get to the scalp. So the, basically it. your hair goes into like hibernation mode and then the drugs can't get to it. It's just like neuropathy. Like when you do cryo gloves, mm-hmm. it, it helps prevent uh, neuropathy because the chemo drugs aren't able to get to those cells that are in that area. So Which is quite it. remarkable. Totally. Which is quite remarkable that that exists. Yeah. And it worked for me. It worked, you know, the whole cold capping thing, but you know, the purpose, the company I worked for, which I don't want to really share, but the company I worked for had told me, I was like, okay, what about black hair? And they said, oh yeah. We've helped, which I'm sure they have, and there's many Black women out there who have done cold capping, right? But uh, the person I ended up working with one-on-one had said that they had been with the company for like nine years, and I was their first person of color. Like, Mm -hmm. what a sham. And I'm sitting here like thinking they're going to know what they're doing, which they do. It was a big team effort, but the, the bulk of it came from the maintenance in between those sessions. And that was following my intuition on what kind of products I'd use, what kind of um, schedule I'm going to have. You know, it was really just following my intuition. And now I'm helping other curly haired girls kind of go through it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that because I also read it's very expensive. So expensive. Mm -hmm. And does insurance cover it or no? Yeah. I mean, there's a couple different, maybe like two on the market right now that are, that are covered by insurance, but mine, I'm still waiting for my reimbursement, but I mean, it was $14,000 out of pocket. Oh, hold on. Wait, wait. You got, you got, you, you, I, I got to hear that again. Did you just say it was $14,000 out of pocket? $14,000 out of pocket. Out of pocket. And you, and you are one of the blessed ones to have the money to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I, you know, um, our good friend Steffi set up like a GoFundMe page, you know, so people were you know, donating and helping what they could, but I was very lucky. I mean, just, I mean, thank you for commercial work. That's, those are residuals coming in. But then it's like, I have, that wasn't like emergency money. That's like 
my that's right you know all the things so it it caught up you know now we have the strike going on but that's a whole nother conversation that's a whole that's a whole that's a whole other story (laughs) yeah it's another podcast yeah that is yeah we'll talk about that one Yeah, yeah yeah but it is man that's and that's another thing we're trying to do at the end ultimately our goal is to you know we have a patent pending design for our own cold cap mm-hmm. because we're changing oh, the game yeah. yeah we're changing the game right. it needs to be elevated the the designs that are out there now are just archaic there has to be a better way you mm-hmm. know than having six pounds of ice sitting on your head for seven hours a day it's just not. i'm it. sure that was incredibly uncomfortable i can't even imagine yeah and kessler you didn't have it did you, did no. you have it? Because you both have absolutely gorgeous hair. I'm looking at them now. They both have beautiful hair. You, you didn't have it. I didn't. And I was one who, I mean, I loved, I still love my old hair. It was long. It was at a, a length that I had uh, worked so hard to get. And yeah, it was because of the band- pandemic. I couldn't, one, bring anyone in to help me. Right. And two, I was told by my healthcare team that, oh, it didn't, it doesn't work expect patches. Mm -hmm. I would just avoid it. And so I listened to them. And I remember sitting there as you know, I was losing my hair and I was bald and cold and everything just thinking like, if anybody ever asks, I'm going to promote do cold capping. Yeah, like, I wish I wish I had that option, but I didn't. And so yeah, I lost everything. Um, And so now it's it's slowly growing back. <laughs> it's beautiful, <laughs> but, it, but, but, but it's slowly growing back. Do you think, because um, I made the choice to have a double mastectomy, so I lost mm-hmm. my breasts to cancer. And I, like you loved your hair, I loved my breasts. Mm-hmm. They were like a huge part of me and my, uh, what I felt at the time was my beauty and my femininity. And I understand that <laughs> doctors are there to save our lives. I get that. Yeah. But do you think that the medical community doesn't talk enough with, about us with the emotional impact of our femininity, of our appearance, and how that how that yeah. affects our mm-hmm. our our thoughts? Yeah, can you not talk at to all. me about that? Not at all. Um, <clears throat> my healthcare team—they were very cut and dry, played by the rules. Um, by the book, it was like, oh, you have triple negative de- breast cancer files. Okay, cool. Here's the documents on that you need. And it's like, oh, what do I do with this information? Um, yeah, they didn't care. I think it was just uh, my feeling was that, you know, I was just another body. You know, another success story for them. Right. right. So it was... When I went in for my symptoms, you know, I have a really high, abnormally high pain tolerance. And so I didn't really have any issues. But when I did, it was my doctor would minimize my symptoms because they weren't the same as other people's. Right. Um, And yeah, I went toe to toe. I learned really quickly. I've I've always been a person who's kind of like, oh, conflict. But I learned to really start to speak up for myself when I was going through through that. I feel like there's no other way. I feel like as cancer survivors and people going through it, we have to advocate for ourselves. Because yeah. if we don't do it, no one's doing it for exactly. us. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. And I think also like just the, for me and my experience, it's like what I didn't like was I just want to be talked to like, okay, here's the deal. Here are your options. And then I get a chance to ask questions and then they, you know, it's a conversation like this is happening. Okay. What other options do I have? What can I do? Do, do, do. For me, it was people who would sit across from me and then they would get soft and timid (laughs) and talk to you. Like you're just this delicate and I am delicate, but also like I have to figure this shit out. Like I have to move forward. So how can we do that? So for me, it was just like the I don't know, some people coming in and, and talking to me like I was a baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I don't need right, you to talk right. to me. Like, I need you to talk to me like a powerful, strong woman that I am. That's exactly And we can get right. through this together. So That's talk to exactly me like a normal right. human being. Yeah. And and tell me about, because I, I downloaded the two fabulous forums you have on your website. One about Yay. the conversation. To, yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> one, about, one, one about the conversations to have with your healthcare professionals and one about the conversations to have with the loved ones. So... They're such important resources. I want to talk about the conversations to have with a loved one. And I just want to start with 
what not to say. I mm. love, love that you put that on there because most people are like, well, what do you say? What do you say? And no one talks about the things the cancer patient just does not want to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you talk oh. to me about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can go uh-huh. on and on. Oh, yeah, good. Oh, good. Oh, I've good. Too. heard good. it all. You know, oh, I, oh, I know how you're feeling. I had a skin cancer scare. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, a skin cancer scare. Scam. Cool. Right. I'm sorry for you that you felt that that you went through that. That must have been <laughs> devastating. But I'm a, like literally fighting for my life. Um, That's right. You know, I think I got sick of the, you know, you're oh, you're so inspiring. And, and I, I am, I like, I inspired myself every day, every day that I got out of bed. But over time, I think people just didn't know what else to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're so strong. Yeah, I know I'm strong. But like, or I could never, I, I wouldn't be able to do it, you know, to go, go through with what you're going through. I'm like, but what you're going to you would die? Like, I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? What yeah. are your options? You have to keep moving forward. Like you're going to do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those, yeah, the, the, you got this. See ya. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. You added the See ya. Yeah. You got this. See ya. Yeah. yeah. Because I, uh, I find that even loved ones, sometimes people really don't know what to say to no fault of their, they just, right don't know how to talk to you, what to say to you. So I love that, that you have that yeah. sheet yeah. up there. Yeah. We love it too. Especially, yeah, the, this it's, it's the diet ones for me. I think we, we touched on this earlier, but just like the whole, the you know, I got the so many, yeah, the CMOS, I got the articles on the, you know, vegan and all that shit. I tried that. Didn't work for me before. I'm not going to do it now. You know what we, I mean? We've like, been drinking celery juice for before it was even a trend. Like, yeah, I know. The, the no, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. And, and and going back to Blythe when you were talking about the shame, like I had people do that mm-hmm. with me. It's mm-hmm. like I was for years I was a vegetarian. I worked out six days a week. Like, you know, it happened. Like sometimes shit happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I when I was done, I was getting back into yoga and I went to the studio I used to go to and like, Oh, have you been here before? I was like, no, it's been a while. I actually just, you know, beat cancer. And, you know, I'm trying to get back in the groove of things. And I, her body language changed and she almost started backing away from me. It was the weirdest thing. I don't even know if I, I shared this with yeah, you. Yeah. It was Ew. weird. Yeah. And I, I think I did the class and I kind of forgot about it and just kind of, you know, recentered, but that was very obvious and evident. Like, I'm not a disease. You know what I mean? No, I was going to say, you're not contagious. It's not like you're not contagious. Yeah. And that's where the, I feel like it's like, I'm supposed to feel this way because you feel that way about it, you know? And that's why it's like so important for us to be having the conversation, you know, and at chemo Queens, we're like trying to just break the stigma Mm -hmm. of cancer. It's happening and it's happening more and more to younger women. It touches everyone's lives. So you don't have to back away. It doesn't you have don't to have be to back weird, away, you know. Yeah, I I love Kesley. I I tell me I read this and it deeply touched my heart, and I'm going to read it. That you said you're hoping to inspire others to find the strength they never knew they had. Your goal is now to help at least one person find comfort in the uncomfortable, and light the way for those who cannot see the next step in front of them. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me about that because that's just, it's really quite magnificent. Yeah. I mean, Blythe and, you know, Amy, you just, you touched on it too. Like we have this unspeakable strength, this like new superpower that no one, unless they've gone through it, like we are like radiating this just amazing amount of strength. And when you're going through it, like you have to dig deep for, for that. That's that strength is what, you know, gets you out of bed every morning, you know, helps you walk through the doors to get, you know, chemo or infusions or lay on the radiation table to get zapped. Just the types of drugs that they give you, it puts you in a state of, I think, medical induced depression. There's this, I don't know if you've seen that, that, uh, movie on Netflix that series called Made 
but no, I'm gonna write it down. Oh my what gosh. is it? They're, it's called Made, like um, like house M-A-D-E, cleaner made. Or, M- oh, Made, like a house. Made. Okay, mm-hmm. Made. Okay. Mm-hmm. In in that series, the woman is going through depression. There's this scene where she is laying on the couch and she falls into the couch, and is in this deep hole, and ultimately she pulls herself out of it. It's like that, and so I want us to be able to shine a light in that hole mm-hmm. to help women, you know, be able to find their way out of it. And I think, yeah, it's just this cancer is obviously, like Blaise said, that girl was backing away from her. Like she was, you know, in- infected with something right. crazy. Right. And, you yeah. know, um, it's dark. Cancer is dark. Yeah, I think too with that sinking in the couch situation, it's like that. I don't know if you experienced this, Amy, when you were you know going through. I call it the chemo cloud, and you are in it. It's almost like you're having like an out of body experience, and you're looking over and you're seeing yourself crumpled on the couch. But you have to be so aware that that is not who you are, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the finding that glimmer of light and hope when you're in these like. When you were in these, like, sorry. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> there were times where it's like you walk by the mirror and you don't even recognize yourself. Mm. It's like, who is that troll? Like, hunched over, like your body language, your body your posture changes completely. So it's like, I want to help people, like, look in the mirror and look at themselves and like know that that's not who you are this is so temporary temporary mm-hmm. you know especially like when you're in it because you you do the chemo and it's a couple days later you start feeling like yourself again it's like that's what you got to hold on to yeah. you know and you, you gotta always hold on to it you had a very bad allergic reaction to the drugs didn't oh you? my gosh yeah yeah that's one thing too it's like i want to talk about is like the medical field the pharmaceutical field, like we know there's a big pharma shit drama and all that stuff happening. But so we have Taxol is like the number one, it's like the frontline defense for cancer, right? That's mm-hmm. what pretty much everyone's going to get. Everyone's different, but that's the standard. And I went in, we were hyped up, was ready to go for my infusion. Day one, here we go, you know, bottoms up. And bottoms up. <laughs> Literally, I said like down the hatch or something like that. And two seconds later, I was having a a reaction. It was, I was there and her face, I've never seen anyone look like that. Her eyes, the whites of her eyes turned blood red. Her face like started sweating. Her face was bright red. Yeah. Um, And the cold cap guy who he saw it because I was like, oh. Well, something's happening and he ran got a nurse and it was like nine nurses came over and, oh and first of all the nurse that was supposed to be sitting there walked away like that was the she moment she should have been there yeah she should have been yeah. right there she should have been right there with you exactly you know because they're watching everybody as they're getting infusions you know for this very reason and i just remember watch seeing her feet and i was like and I just started grabbing my chest because it felt like I was going into like cardiac arrest. Like I thought I was having, I was like exploding inside. Mm. And next thing I know, yeah, doctor, you know, sitting there, like everyone's surrounded by me, looking at me and I'm like coming down from this. And their next reaction, one of the nurses goes, well, we could just challenge protocol her, <gasps> which means they slowly start to reintroduce what they just gave me into the gave body, you? which means, yeah, which means they're going to be prepping me with more steroids, pumping me with more steroids, more pre-meds, all that right. extra shit that I don't need to slowly introduce this, this drug back into my body, which I almost just died from. Like, it just blew my mind. And I said, fuck off, literally. Did you <laughs> really? Out. In that yes, state, did. did you really I, say, fuck off, I'm out? I love Yeah, I mean, that. I don't know. My brain was in it. I wasn't being polite. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> are you out of your mind? No. And I go, I'm out. We can take the pick line out. I'm out. I'm done. I'm not doing this. And then they suggested to do this other drug called Abraxane, which is literally, as they described, the Rolls Royce of chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. Because you have to have an allergic reaction to that taxol oh, in order to, to qualify. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
It's bullshit. And they, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if you want to be <laughs> talking about like the medical no, no, stuff. No, 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 no. It's I a think thing. It's, I, I think it's really, really important. I was someone, I, I didn't have chemo. Oh, wow. And Lucky. I didn't have yeah. radiation. I know. I, I know. And yeah. this is a whole other thing. And I talk about it in my show. There's parts of me sometimes as a cancer survivor, I feel guilty. I'm going to be honest. I'm like, well, I didn't suffer enough because what you went through. Mm. And then I have friends going, Amy, you lost your breasts. You had to go through that whole thing. Yeah, yeah seriously. But, but the drug thing is a big deal because uh, right before COVID, I had a scare. They found something on my liver. Mm. And they thought, I know. And they thought, like, my cancer might have come back. And I'm very allergic. I'm very allergic to drugs. So I had to do an MRI with contrast dye. And long story short, I was deathly, I was in the hospital for five days. I was deathly allergic to the gadolinium. Yeah. And they don't talk about this. Mm -hmm. Like even like when I was, you know, about to get uh, uh, the gadolinium dye, I was like, I'm really allergic. He's like, yeah, whatever. It's like, wait a second. So I I think these are, to me, these are conversations that are so important because everybody's body's different. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think with that, I mean, they literally say the difference between those two drugs is like one is mixed with a solvent that's equivalent to antifreeze. That's which, what which I had. can't be good. Okay. Right. That's okay. what I'm saying. And I okay. think that's what people are As soon are as you hear to. antifreeze in your body, you're like, uh, no. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's that's a whole thing. But it was, it, I'm glad we switched drugs because the other one that I had was tolerable, you know, right. and, right. you know. But that's a lot for your, I mean- anyone who's had to go through radiation and chemotherapy, my heart so goes out to them because that's, that's a tremendous amount for your body to go through. Yeah. 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 It's a tremendous amount. So I I want to take it uh, back to uh, the chemo Queens. How'd you come up with the name? We were just thinking like, you know, at first it was like, okay, cold. Cause the first thing we wanted to do was redesign the cold cap, you know, right. and figure out like a better way of doing this. And so we we're like ice Queens, uh, <laughs> cold <laughs> cap, you know, Queens or whatever. And, <laughs> and then we wanted to, you know, based off of what Kessie was sharing, you know, when she first started having the conversation about starting a resource page and then mm-hmm. I was diagnosed, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, we have to do this together because she's gone through breast cancer. I've gone through ovarian cancer. Those are two solid perspectives that we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And I, yes. You and know. also like two different experiences. So yeah. I had Taxol, she had a Braxane, I lost my hair, she saved her hair. I mean, like the, the combo of the two, you know, our two journeys is just like, we're giving you literally any option you can pretty much think of. Yeah. So then it was like, the name was like, okay, let's make it. How do we make this universal? And it's like chemo Queens. Yeah, <laughs> this came right. very quickly. I love the, I have to say, I love <laughs> the queen. I like Queens. I, I, yeah. I love, I, I, I love that. What is, um, we touched on it a little bit before I'm going to go back to it. Your after, how is your after? Like, what is life like for you now? And, and I have a deep appreciation for, what I have, like the gifts that I have, like where I live. I'm in Santa Monica. I live. Oh, I love um, Santa Monica. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Um, Oh, it's so nice. I came here to heal. Mm -hmm. Um, I live by the beach. Mm -hmm. I'm like a mile away. Um, And, you know, I'm grateful for that. I do have like depression that I deal with every day. You know, I have weight gain because of that depression. Um, I'm like recognizing it now, you know, mm-hmm. um, I do like, I went traveling and I start, I'm starting to like reconnect with like the me before, yeah. before treatment. I have so much that I want to accomplish. And I've realized that like, when I actually pursue what I want to do, mm-hmm. doors and windows open. Mm-hmm. When before, I think I was so afraid to take that leap. Like yeah. I started acting. I want, I've always wanted to be an actress. I grew up doing theater. And when I was going through treatment, I was like, okay, like when I'm done, Blythe, teach me your ways. <laughs> oh, and- <laughs> she's teach good. Teach me your ways. She's I love good. it. I love she's that. Blythe, teach me your ways. Yeah. We should do a series together. You guys should do a series together. We're working yeah. on it. <laughs> Are you are? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I'm like, oh my God, you have to do 
Perfect. Perfect. So like I booked my first commercial, which turned out to be SAG and Oh, congratulations. Yeah. It's really just really exciting. And, you know, I think it's just one thing I've learned is like literally anything is possible. Mm -hmm. You can reinvent yourself anytime in life. You can I've lived so many lives like in Mm. this lifetime, you know, and I'm so excited to see like what happens and, you know, how many lives we can change through chemo queens. Mm-hmm. I, I love that your your mission is to to change people's lives. Mm-hmm. And and that's, you know, I, I, I don't know if you read that I, I have my show Nice Tits that I do in America and that it's being done in Taiwan. And the reason I keep doing it is to give people hope and light to know that you can get through to the other side. Yeah. Right? That there is life on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the number one thing that I know that I focus on and we've had this conversation. It's like your life doesn't have to end after a diagnosis. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard. Um, but the focus and the, was always in front of you is what's on the other side. Be present as much as you can in the moment, you know, and mm-hmm. deal with that shit. But it's just like, you're going to be so much better uh, after you know, and that's where I feel like I'm at in my life. It's like, I have no patience for bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just, I'm, so, I, I, I'm sitting here things. smiling. Either do I, 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 yeah. my patience level for certain things, my patience level for complaining, like my patience yeah. level for certain things just is like, Mm-mm, I can't, yeah. I can't be around it. Yeah. I mean, even during my treatment, I was in a very toxic relationship. And I was just going to ask you about relationships. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so important. It's so, it's, it's, it's crucial to go into this with the best people around you. Like Mm -hmm. when you know someone's teetering on the, like, ah, that's not really working out. It's not the kind of relationship. That's not the dynamic I want in my life. If this happens to you, like get rid of that. Cut ties because yeah, cut ties. Yeah, your health is so important, and when you have that stuff happening around you, that negative energy, this draining you, narcissism. You do not have room for it. And I That's knew right. going into this, this wasn't the person. But my low vibe energy in what was happening, I was like, oh, it's company. It's a, it's a body. Right. It's someone who's who who is showing up for me sometimes, you know. But then is yelling in my face and making it about him. You know what I mean? It's just very negative. Um, and as soon as I cut that off, my blood count was better. You know, uh, was, it re- was it really your blood count was better? Yeah. I mean, I was able to kind of, cause you know, when you're, when you're doing blood work and you, if your counts are too low, you can't do infusions. So then you skip that week. Um, and there was a time where it was just like low, low, low. And then as soon as I was like, get, this is not working out. You're not showing up for me the way I need you to show up for me as a partner, which is hard to put that on someone. But when, you know, Kesley had a conversation with, with him, it was like, this is, this is going to be hard, you know? And he was like, I'll be there. I'll do everything I can. And then just was the worst person. Wow. You do learn a lot about someone when you're going through cancer. That's for sure. That part, you know, and it's not about them. So I had to make sure my, my energy was steady, that my emotions were regulated, that my system, my, you know, everything was regulated on my side of the street. And then looking at this person being like, it, it's you. It's not me. It's you. It's for real. Yeah. Isn't that nice to be able to say that you can actually say it's not me. It's you. So are either of you dating? No, I love the pause. I love the the collective pause. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, I'm not like I feel like I'm a, a brand new virgin. Because <laughs> I, I, I get that. I get I had, that. Yeah. You know, the pandemic and you don't want to bring anyone new in your circle. Like um also like during that time and over these, you know, during the last two years, I've had a lot of time to think about like patterns of the types of men that I bring into my life into my like orbit and I've realized like I the next person I'm with is he's gotta be special Mm because I'm not gonna waste my time on 
silly shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I do want children. I've always known that I was supposed to be a mother and um, I saved my eggs before. Oh, you did. I was able to, to save them um, or to be able to freeze a good chunk. And so, um, you know, that's something that I want to pursue and I'd like to do that with a, per- a partner. So, yeah, like those are things like that I I want in my life, but he's got to be top notch. Top notch. <laughs> He's got to be top notch. Top I'm notch only. I'm, I'm with you. Top notch only. I love that. I, I'm, I'm with. I'm with you on that. Got to be top notch. Yeah. Life. What about you? Yeah, I mean, same. And I think just with the experiences that I've had, like, like during chemo and everything, like, <clears throat> uh, the perspective has changed. My life has completely changed since, like, my surgery. I can't have kids now. You know, oh, I'm who sorry. knows. Yeah, no, it's okay. I think it's, you know, who's, who knows what science is going to be doing in a couple right, of years, but like, we that's don't true. know. But like, also like coming to terms with that very quickly, I think I still like, I don't think I began to process it, but also just knowing like we pivot, you know? And we so do. that same thing, whoever I end up with, it's like a partner and it's just me. So I'm very excited to be working on myself and getting myself to the highest version of me, you know, as I possibly can and just keep working on me, my body, my soul, my mind, all the things and get that together. And my person's going to meet me at that level. You know what I mean? Right now I'm just kind of just doing me and I'm very, very happy and secure in that. I, I do. That's, that's exactly how I feel. I, I totally get that. Depending on where we are in our life will uh, depend on who we bring into. I like how you said our orbit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we talked about if if you were to make a sheet on your a resource sheet on your website for sex after or intimacy after about those questions, what what do you think you would talk about in, in with that? It's interesting because like for the longest time for me, I haven't had like a high like sex drive. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. like my body, like it took me almost two years to get my period back so like just things like that like my body is still kind of bouncing back yeah but yeah I don't know I think so you're asking like sex after like intimacy and stuff like that yeah yeah I think like for me it's like it's easy to fall into the my body has changed things have happened I'm tainted goods Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. but I do I I do know what you mean yeah but I just feel like now it's like we just have to change the perspective and change the narrative and that that work comes from the inside of being like I am sexy I am beautiful I'm better than I've ever been and I I truly feel that way and that's what you're gonna that's the energy that you're projecting you know if you're thinking the other way, it's like, that's the energy you're projecting and the wrong people are going to keep showing up, you know, (laughs) the low vibe energy. Right. But for me, it's just like, I feel sexy and I, you know, I have this scar, you know, but like that does not define me and whoever's going to show up is going to be man enough to handle what I got going on right now. You know what I mean? I I am, I am, I am so with you on that. It's like, if you can't handle my scars, uh, the fact that I have like hardly any nipples because of the surgery I had, yep. guess what? You're not right for me. Exactly. Yeah, you're not the one. You're, you're not, not the, the one. one. You're yeah. not the person. And every time that no person shows up, you're getting closer to the yes person because you're getting those people out of the way. I'm sure they're good people, but like, you're not my person. So I'm going to not waste my time and very quickly pivot and go to the next thing that shows up. Mm-hmm. What are your um, hopes for the chemo queens? Oh, so many. <laughs> I love your little, uh, oh, mm. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. So many. One, bringing awareness that to women and family members that, you know, we have, we are working to create a space where they can come to us for answers, um, for tips, tricks, guides, you know, we love beauty and treatments and, you know, femininity and all that. We want people to know that like, yeah, when you're feeling like your ugliest, Mm -hmm. your worst, like you can still find, you know, beauty in that. And 
you know, let us, you know, give you our products that we are working with brands, you know, these, these, we have um, boxes that we're creating that are filled with essentials that, you know, that were specifically curated for, for women who are going through this. Mm-hmm. Um, so important. You know, let us, let us, you know, pamper you with, you know, the best of the best to make you feel beautiful, even if it's just for a moment. But I think the beautiful part, and that's what I was talking about with medical professionals, I don't know if they realize how important that part is for us. Mm-hmm. To still feel like I remember before my surgery, I'm sure the same thing happened with you. People like connect me with people. They're like, talk to this person, talk to this person. And someone connected me with someone um, who had a double mastectomy and who had, yeah, who had the surgery I was about to get in like five days. And I spoke to her on the phone, hoping she was going to uplift me. She was like, I'm fat now. I'm horrible. I loved my body. My body is awful. Now. And, and she just went on and oh. on and on. Oh and I gosh. got off the call. She, d- I was able to turn it around. She did give me the gift of, I'm never letting that happen to me. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love her. But, but yeah. it, in the moment, yeah. I was like, holy, holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm coming to you to go, it's going to be okay. You're going to still feel... Be-. And she was like, no, I was beautiful before. I've I've oh. given up the fact that I'm going to be... Could still be a beautiful woman. And oh. I was like, oh, no. No, no. Yeah. Send, her, send her the link to Kimokoisa. <laughs> she yeah, needs that's to right. heal. There, that's right. Just kidding. There are, there are groups. Like, I remember going on Instagram. There are people who are very... in every right to feel how you want to feel totally it is shitty it's the worst like there are people who feed off of that anger and they don't know how to you know work through it and like that's okay because i know exactly how it feels to be angry and bitter and cynical about you know what you're going through yeah we're not that yeah we're gonna give you real talk Mm -hmm. like we're not gonna sugarcoat it we're going to speak to you like a human being. We're not going to mm-hmm. speak to you like a baby. If you want flowers dusted with powdered sugar, go somewhere else. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know there was such a thing. There were flowers dusted with that. Yeah, wow. and I'll I have mean, to look for them. Yeah, we're going to bring like the cozy socks and all that stuff. But like, we really want to show and uplift, uplift women. We're not in the business of like, you know, Yes, you're going to have physical changes. Yes, you will not be able to recognize yourself in the mirror. There are these are things, but also just to remember who the fuck you are. You yeah. are beautiful. You know, you really are. Um, even at this stage, you know, I think there was a couple times we walked into the into the infusion center and the the receptionist was like, "You guys are always put together." And it's like even like little <laughs> things it. like that, and I'm like going in for an infusion. You know what I mean? But just. Just moments like that, when you look good, you feel good, you know, and it's just- Oh, I agree with you a thousand percent. So do your best. There's going to be days where you're going to just throw on a hoodie and sweats, you know, but they can be cute, you know, and functional, you know, with what you're going through and stuff like that. So we're going to be bringing just a ton of resources for that, just uplifting women and men, you know, people are going through it. So, yeah. I love that you're doing this. I, I absolutely love that you're doing this and we will on here like share your links and help you spread the word because you're you. you're you're sharing, you're taking your experience and and spreading hope and, and self-love and talking about yeah. conversations that are so important to have. You two are the most like sitting on the couch. I want to be sitting on the couch with you two. <laughs> come over. <laughs> I want to. I do. I, I want to come over. So so we do this thing at the end of our uh, podcast. There are exit questions. And so Blythe and Kesley, did you guys ever study the Meisner technique? Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's fantastic. Okay, so you know how it's all about like just going like right away, right away, just just no thought, just going right to your answer. Either one of you can answer first, but then the other one will answer second. You ready? So the first question is what does true intimacy look like to you? Connection. Passion. Yeah, I think mine is connection, like on a deeper level. Like emotionally, for me, intimacy is not just a physical thing. It's a, it's yes. more on an emo- emotional level. So that real, true, authentic connection is, is that's the good. <laughs> that's the goods for me. 
I love that. Yeah, no, it can be more than one word. <laughs> I love that too. I want to, I would like to repeat that. <laughs> We're twins. No, no, you are twins. I was, I swear to God, you guys are in my brain. I was just thinking, you guys are like twins. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Did you want to add to it, Kesley? Yeah. Um, connection, I think, just like understanding um, passion. I'm a very like passionate person with my beliefs, with, <laughs> you know, my words and, and everything. And I think, yeah, just passion, like oh, soothe and swoon. And yeah, I'm a romantic, I guess. Oh, I, love I love that. I love that. Question two, why do you think we are so obsessed with sex? Connection. <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. People want to be, I think people want to connect. I hope people still want to connect. It's hard to tell these days what that is because everyone's like on their phones. Attention span is very short, but I do feel like people want to connect. And I think sex is like a way to really connect with someone, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. I I mean, it feels good. Mm-hmm. You know, having those endorphins and just having that physical touch, skin to skin touch is just such a beautiful moment. And I mean, gosh, I can't wait till I have sex. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. She's open oh. for it's been a while. prospects out there. Oh my, <laughs> oh my God, that's hysterical. I feel the same. I am so with you. And I had... Uh, I talked about this on, on my, uh, the first episode because of COVID it's been so long. It's like the longest I've ever gone without having sex. And I'm like, Oh my God, I just want to have sex. But I think you nailed it. It's like that physical touch. There's mm-hmm. something as human beings. It's mm-hmm. so key. Yeah. It's the most intimate, like, you know, raw, like deep connection that you can ever have with another human being. You know, and also you're like arousing each other. So it's yeah. fun. It's yeah, I think it's hard, though, because when it's in a different I'm in a different headspace where it's like I'm not going to have sex with someone until I'm like emotionally invested in their invest. Like they have their shit together. I don't even want to like give anyone any of this until they're coming to the table with their shit together. I don't know. Uh, but, I, then it, no, but then I, I change and I'm like, I really need to get laid. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> It's a toss up, Amy. <laughs> no, can I can I tell you, Blythe? I am in the same place. Some days I'm like, okay, let's just like I feel like uh, let's just do it. I feel like a virgin again. And other days I'm like, no, I'm yeah. really picky. When I lost my virginity, I got to be picky again. So yeah. I'm 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 with you. The body's a temple. I am. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the body's a temple. Um, okay. Question three: What's something in your after that you're still working on? And I know your after is so new. Truly loving and forgiving my body. Yeah. So I, I, I want to go a little deeper with that, Kesley. Why do you think you have to forgive your body? Do you feel like you're... I think yep. there was, it's like a sense of betrayal. Yeah. Like, how could you do this to me? How could you do this to us? Um, yeah. And finding forgiveness in that, in that it's, it happened, you know, right. it's no one's fault. It's not my fault. It's not my body's fault. It just, this was in my cards. Yeah. You know, I do. And that's why it's so important. I think the people that we're around, because those people that say things like, what'd you eat or what we have to keep that to a minimum because yeah. I think a lot of people when I was going through it had their opinions mm-hmm. that they Correct. rudely shared. Right. And so That's right. that I think because I was in such a, I mean, we talked about like a low vibe. I mean, mm-hmm. those drugs put you in a very low vibe. I'm a, generally a very like positive, like optimistic person. I try to see the good in everything. Um, but because I was in such a low vibe state, a lot of people shared their, you know, opinions and those that stuck with me. And so I feel like I hear that in the back of my head sometimes. Do, do you think if someone shared that 
if you were in a higher vibe state going through what you're going through that you could say to them, I, I, I don't think that's appropriate or I don't want to hear that. Um, what would you say to someone if, if they were going through it right now and someone was saying things to them? What do you think we could say to those people? To tell them to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's none of your oh, fucking business like what is happening that. you know i think in, unless you've gone through it yes you just don't know you know it, it it is hard but i think it's just so important to just constantly remind yourself of who you are at the core no matter what if you're going through cancer or not everyone should be figuring out who they are. So when that extra shit comes flying at you, you can say, that's not me. That's not true. That is your story, not my problem. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's been like my biggest actor right now is just like, I know who I am and I, and I like who I am. So it's like, I'm just going to keep working at that and who she is and not let other things get in the way of becoming who I'm supposed to become. Yeah. Yeah, because it's amazing how other people, what they say, we can allow, at mm-hmm. least I know I have, that to get in the way. Exactly. Exactly. Right? I think I've spent too much of my life wasting that time of letting what others yeah. say get in my way. Mm-hmm. Like, especially the doling your shine, you know, to make other yeah. people feel comfortable, you know, because, it's, you know, I don't know. It's just it's, so important. It's no, hard. I do. Yeah. It's hard because no. I was, I mean, I'm, that's. I'm an empathic, you know, person. Um, and I always, I, for my entire life, I dimmed my light to let others shine because the minute I started shining, you know, as bright as I could naturally, it was not even like forced people would freak out. And so I allowed them to take the stage Mm. and, I'm still trying to, I know like what I can do. I know Mm -hmm. obviously like, you know, like I said earlier, doors open when you really start to do what your soul purpose is supposed to do. Yes. Um, But because that programming was so ingrained in my being for my entire life up until, you know, these last two years, it's hard to, to just completely like erase all of that. It's like, now I have awareness. Now mm-hmm. I recognize like, oh, I was doing that. Or, oh, I'm doing that again. Yeah. Correct myself. I, I, I totally get that with, with the awareness part and that we just can't give ourselves a spiritual bypass. Like, okay, now I'm fine. Like, because that stuff does live in our cells and in our body. Mm-hmm. What, um, what is something people would be shocked to learn about what you went through? This is way more mental than it is physical i mean just based off like what we were just saying it's almost like you have to control this more than you know like especially when you're looking in the mirror and it's like being able to recognize that that isn't you physically you're looking at yourself but just the understanding that like this is temporary Mm -hmm. it's temporary that is that is what i repeated in my head every single day this is just temporary. This is just temporary. And I, yeah, I think the people around you should have that awareness as well that they're, you know, they're looking at you like, oh my God, you know, looking at you or backing away and all that. It's just right. like, I don't know, you have to be, I don't know, strong enough to like, hear up here mentally to again, recognize that it's just temporary. This isn't who you are. Chemo doesn't define you. Cancer does not define you and it That's won't right. define you. Right. And I think also the shocking part that I'm learning to afterwards is that it stays with you. So it's constantly the reminder of like, you're okay. Keep living, keep doing what you can to, to just keep being who you are. Yeah. And do you think that some people, that's why we have this podcast sex after, do you think that some people think like, okay, you're fine now it's all over Mm -hmm. and now just go live your life. And they don't realize that your life is not, it's different. It will always be different. Yeah, it'll never, ever be what it was. And you, as a person, will never be who you used to be. And I think that's a trap, too, because it's like, oh, I'm not who I was, but it, it, that's okay. You leave her behind, and you get to be someone completely different and, again, stronger than you were before. You did get through it. when Months ago, years ago, you were saying you could never take this on, and look what you've done now. 
Like that's so important to be like a rebirth, right? And being like, who do I want to be at the end of this? Who do I want to be today, tomorrow, the next week? Yeah, there's going to be times and give yourself grace and moments to feel those feelings and to fully process it and get that energy out. But it's like so important to just keep settling into who you are now. Yeah, you're someone so much yeah. better. Like what you've been through, <laughs> you're you're gonna be fine. So that goes into my next question. Actually, what is one thing you just say to someone going through what you did? Mm, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything we've been saying is pretty much like I. I think the number one thing it has to be, this is temporary. Like I can't even like the thing, the symptoms that are happening. Uh, uh, if you're cold capping, you know, that cold that's on top of your head, like it's so important to just like, just just temporary, it's just temporary. I don't know. Just kind of embracing what's happening and yeah. trying to be as present as possible. That's the key is trying to be as present as possible in this temporary discomfort right it's really 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 hard it's the hardest thing I know I've had to do in my entire life but I know that like I'm so much more stronger because of it Mm -hmm. like this is my purpose you know what I mean like to have to go through this and choosing to accept that embrace that as part of my story and like how can I use this how can I share my experience for other people who are going through it, uh, especially younger women, you know, it's like, yeah. that's why we're here. That's yeah. why this is happening now. That's why we're talking to you right now. You know what I mean? It's like, everything is just happening for a reason, you know, not to be like kumbaya about it, but just embrace what's happening. Cause that's how the quicker you can embrace it, the quicker you can like just live your life yeah. to the fullest. Don't yeah. let anything hold you back, especially cancer. Yeah. Okay, again, I second exactly what she said. I saw it. She's like, ooh, got it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you're gonna come out stronger than you've ever could possibly imagine. Like I touched on it before, it's this like unspeakable, like like super strength that's gonna put you through like you can, you're getting through the worst of it. Mm-hmm. The yeah. like this is rock bottom. Like you're getting through the worst thing that could possibly happen and you're in, you're going to get through it. And once you do, you're unstoppable. I, I, I think that's so important. And I love that you said that because I think it's so important for people to know that if God forbid they are diagnosed with cancer, that it's not the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's so much more. And I think another suggestion or like just advice is like, think about, yeah, like I said, you know, who do you want to be after this? Have Mm -hmm. a goal. Like I kept thinking, I can't wait to travel the world again. I can't wait to travel the world again. I'm going to travel. I'm going to go to Paris. I'm going to go to France. I'm going to go to Spain. I'm going to go to Portugal. I'm going to do all the things that I wanted to do before. You know, I'm going to start acting. Like those are things that help me look forward to you know, what's coming after treatment, what's coming after I break that fucking bell, (laughs) you know, this is what I'm going to do because right now I need to focus on healing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. It's not, you know, obviously we want to be present, but like, what am I going to do when this is done? Mm -hmm. And what can I do now? Mm -hmm. I am so deeply touched by talking to the both of you. And I, I can't thank you enough for coming and for talking to me and t- to sharing everything you've been through and for what you're doing for other people going through this. It's just, it really is, like, I don't use these words lightly. It's an honor to meet you both. It's an honor to meet you as well. Thank, thank you, you so much for thank having you. us. This was such a beautiful conversation. Yeah, just being able to talk about it is just, that is helping other people. It's helping us. It's helping sure it's helping you it's just like just Absolutely. having the conversation is the thing and it it needs to be talked about so I'm we're happy to be here yeah and if we, you know sometimes we do part twos I would love to continue the conversation because I think it is about having the conversations mm-hmm. that that you said it that are uncomfortable but yeah. having them and making them comfortable 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's happening. Whether we want to admit it or see it, people, young women are being diagnosed as young as like 21. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's devastating, but this is our reality yeah. and it's happening. And so the sooner we can start talking about it and having these tough conversations, the sooner we can talk about, okay, how do we heal? How do we provide resources? How do I help my loved ones? How do I help my sister? How do I help my friend, my colleague? And get your checkups. Yeah. Your blood work. (laughs) Yes. And if you know, going back to Kessley, you in the beginning, if you know, we know our bodies better than anybody. Do not take no for an answer. Listen to your body. If you know something doesn't feel right, get get to the bottom of it. I love talking to Kesley and Blythe. To learn more about the Chemo Queens and access their resources, including the launch of their Essentials Box, direct downloads to their completely free conversation prompts to get the dialogue going between you and your oncology team, conversations with your loved one going through treatment, fertility, or cold capping, you name it, head to their website, www.chemoqueens.com and their Shopify at www.shopchemoqueens.com or at their Amazon storefront, The Chemo Queens. You can also find these fabulous women on all social media platforms at The Chemo Queens. Sex After is hosted by me, Amy Marks, and is produced by Chris DeRosa. If you enjoy the show, I'd love to hear from you. DM me on Instagram at Amy Marks and Sex After Podcast, or send me a message on my website at amymarks.com. And please follow, rate, and review the show and help us spread the word. Until next time.